Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much for listening to my podcasts and story compilations. I'd also love to engage with you on my other platforms. I do live multi-streams usually Sunday nights starting at 9 p.m. Central on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and now Facebook. I also do live streams every Wednesday on TikTok starting at 3 p.m. Central. And you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and at dusty-thunder.com where you can submit your own story, shop swag, even support our Mission Protect the Cake initiative. If you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, I highly recommend it because we post multiple stories there every day. We've rolled out a membership program with exclusive content and we'll be doing even more in 2024. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the stories and may your days stay astronaut free. Hey guys, coming up, we have stories about spending out of spite, banning boyfriend's daughters, Disneyland, paternity tests, Prego's sisters-in-law, mother-in-laws from hell, Cold War edition, and tyrant librarians. Stay tuned because Candy Thunder says that these are all zingers. Zingers might not have been the word that she used. I couldn't remember what word she used. It was whoppers or zingers or something, something like that. So this is going to be good. That's the point. It's going to be good. Am I the astronaut for spending 45k of my husband and I's money to collect a 5k judgment from my ex? The math doesn't pan out, but let's see if there's a valid reason for this. The only good thing about my 45 female ex-boyfriend is that he's the dad of my two kids, 16 female and 13 female. We split 10 years ago, never married. I started a wedding planning business shortly after we got together and hired him as an office manager. That is when the full force of his narcissism came to light. Basically, he lied about his previous work experience, treated the credit card that I gave him for business expenses as his own piggy bank, flirted with other women, was a disruptive, vindictive employee. I will take responsibility. I jumped into owning my business and made mistakes. Did not know what was important or how to strategize. The business went bankrupt and our relationship blew up. I sued him for property destruction and conversion, basically the civil version of saying he stole from me, among other things. He humiliated me by saying I was sexually harassing him. I was eventually awarded an amount that is around 5K today, factoring in interest. I thought I won because he had filed bankruptcy before and could not for many years. He then started this game of chicken with me and I felt like I needed justice, especially because the cops refused to charge him for all he's done. He's been a -a whack-a-mole ever since. At first, he would quit jobs once we found out that he was working there. He worked under the table for a while, lived off another girlfriend, and then moved to a state where you couldn't garnish wages. I have spent countless hours with expensive lawyers first fighting the case, which he dragged out, plus on chasing him around, throwing around subpoenas. My ex has since developed a false sense of security and has been working openly. I told my husband I wanted to get him to pay up before he files bankruptcy or spends all of his money. He was upset because outside of the first 10k I spent fighting this, 25k was our money. But legally, if I could just get my ex, I'd get collection cost out of him. After I put down a 5k retainer, my ex quit his job and I realized we needed a PI to help gather information. The retainer has all been spent. I get this sounds insane, but it is the principle for me. Made years of my life horrible. Yet my previously supportive husband said that I, one of the heads of our household, and every leader has to understand war is expensive and at times the cure is worse than the disease. He said my ex will never make me financially whole and 
and that he did not want our money to keep funding this. I was furious and we lapsed into a screaming match and asked him to leave for the night. I could not believe he was withdrawing support. We make 80k a year, are frugal, but what was the point of money if it wasn't used for things we value? But now the investigation was bearing fruit. But I just wrote another check for 5k and anticipate having to write a third one. The check's funds came from transferring from our savings account. My husband is furious for that and said I was setting a bad example for the girls. Am I the ass cannot for needing justice for the pain he caused me? Okay, we have two separate questions here. The first question that we have is am I the ass cannot for spending 45k of my husband and I's money to collect a 5k judgment from my ex? The second question that we have is am I the ass cannot for needing justice for the pain he caused me? Okay, I think the second question is a feeling question. It is, am I the ass cannot for needing? You feel that need. And I understand that you can't be an asshole for feeling something. We've covered that several times. It is how you act on that. The problem that we have here is that OP needs this, needs this. And OP's partner supported it at first, but now it has gotten to a point where the math will never make sense. It is based on the principle for her, but what is going to come from this? Like, what does winning look like? Winning is never going to remove the trauma. Winning is not going to make that pain go away. Causing him more pain is going to make her feel a little bit better, but it is not going to make anything whole. It's getting back at someone. The amount of money that's been spent so far, 45K of their money. So they're at 55K now because she spent 10 on her own up front. So honestly, it's hard to put myself in that situation because if you're in that situation, I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than where we're sitting right now on the outside of it at a 30,000 foot view saying, well, this is what we would do, or this is what we think you should do. If we were in that, we might be like, yeah, I will never stop hunting this dude down. I will never stop making him pay. Look at the cost though. The cost here is not just the money side of things, right? The cost here is obsession and the damage that causes to the relationships. It's already affecting the relationship with the partner. The cost of the money has associated opportunity cost, right? Because if we're now pulling from savings, we're pulling from children's education funds. We're pulling from nest eggs that are emergency funds. We're pulling from all kinds of things and we're accepting a lot of risk for the possibility for potential benefit here. It's not guaranteed at all. It's just to keep chasing this person and try to cause them pain, who is apparently very good at running from pain. And chances are, this was not the first person he screwed over like this. He knows exactly what to do. The obsession is unhealthy and it's going to end up costing a whole lot more than the money. If OP continues this, now that her partner has withdrawn support and says, okay, enough. Enough is enough. This is never going to end. This is never going to provide the benefit that you want it to provide. It is just going to cause damage. And I think if this obsession continues, it's going to damage the relationship with her partner potentially to an irreparable point. It could damage the the relationship with her children. It could damage basically her whole world because obsessions sometimes do that. It's tough. But I think if you're looking at investing this kind of money, one person's looking at it as an investment. One person is looking at it as an expense, lighting money on fire. There's a difference of worldview here with it. And I get it. I know why that is the case. But where I'm taking a long time to circle back around to is that you could take a fraction of what you would spend chasing this down, invest in some therapy, invest in some counseling, and try to come to peace with this situation. Try to treat the trauma. Try to accept it 
try to figure out how to move forward without having to obsess and dig this hole for the rest of your life. Try to figure out a way to move forward and find peace without it costing you your family. That is the potential cost here. And I think you have to look at that risk. You have to say, if I keep going, what could happen? What's the worst that could happen? And that's it. You could lose everything. Because this obsession with getting back at them, it's dangerous. There's too much risk involved. Now that the partner is like enough, I think you have to stop. You have to reevaluate and you have to say, okay, what are my options now? And I do think that therapy would be a much better investment that would be better for the entire family and OP would find more peace from. I think therapy is going to provide more peace than getting back at this shithead. He's a shithead, obviously. He's going to be running from it forever, though, and he's good at it. You're just going to keep digging and digging and digging. While I was reading the story, I was thinking, okay, if we're at the tail end of it, that's a little bit of a different scenario. It's potentially different if you're at the tail end of it, and yeah, it is potentially always, but the math is upside down no matter what. So at this point, you're never going to recoup what you've put into this, so why not just stop? If you're going to have to put in another 10K to get 5K out and you're already 55 in, don't do it. This is a slot machine that's not paying out. Walk away. You know what I mean? Just walk away. This is a Kobayashi Maru. You have to learn in that situation how to die with honor, right? How to lose with honor. And in this case, I think the obsession is going to be the thing that really costs. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. I'm wearing glasses this time because I have a headache. Don't freak out. This one is titled, Am I the astronaut for telling my boyfriend that I don't want his daughters in my apartment? There better be a damn good reason for this. I am in a dilemma here because I know that people would think I'm callous, but I don't think I am. Give me your honest opinion. The opening line doesn't give me a whole lot of hope for this situation. I, female 38, met my boyfriend, male 36, at a party four years ago, and we hit it off immediately. I told him very early on that I'm child-free because I know this is a turnoff for many men and I don't want to lead anybody on. After a month, he told me that he had two children. Okay, wait. She led by saying she's child-free on purpose, and he waited a month to tell her that he has kids. Red flag number one. 11 and 12 now. I freaked out because I didn't know what to do. I liked him very much, but I didn't want to be a parental figure. He said I didn't have to. He has shared custody with his ex, and me and him would meet the weeks he doesn't have custody. Now he basically lives in my place the weeks his daughters are with their mother. We said that we loved each other very early on, and we decided that this arrangement worked for us, and to break up the moment it didn't work anymore. This seems complicated. Also, it seems like the compartmentalization that he has to have to legitimately live two separate lives is complicated. I could see myself with him forever. I love him to bits. I love our life together. I love missing him when he's with his family. He proposed to me a month ago and I didn't know what he meant, but he said that we didn't need to get married. He just wanted me to have a ring. I thought it was romantic. Anyway, a week later, he took his girls to my place for a weekend. Uh oh. His ex was sick and he didn't want the girls to get infected. I asked him if he maybe wanted to be with his daughters instead, but he said that he would miss me since it's our week. I said, okay. I have met his girls on many occasions and they're lovely, so I had no problems more than I felt a bit awkward. Last week I got home and he had dropped his girls in my apartment. They were in my closet trying on my heels and clothes. I was freaking out, so I called him. He said, yeah, change of plans. He and his ex switched, so the girls are staying with us. When he got home, I told him I couldn't do this. If he was having problems with our arrangement, then I understand, but I still don't want children in my place. He called me an ass 
asshole because his girls have done nothing and are polite, etc. He loved me and we are engaged. Did I expect us to have two separate lives when we've been together for four years and love each other? I mean, I kind of think you did. I'm tired of men thinking I don't really mean it when I say I don't want children. I love him and I do want to be with him and I see our future when his girls are old and left the home and we could live together and even get married, but I don't think I'm being an asshole. Yes, our way may be not traditional, but my love for him is no lesser for it. Um, okay, so... Yes, you're an asshole, OP. Actually, it's an everybody sucks here because he's an asshole as well. Acting like this part of his life wasn't part of him. And when you guys fall in love, you're accepting 100% of each other. But really, he only dedicated 50% of himself and you only accepted 50% of him. So thinking that you can get into a relationship with someone who has kids and have a child-free life is delusional. There's just no way that could ever work. Also, I would be thinking, whoa, huge red flag if in a situation where I was in OP shoes and I was like, I don't want kids. And he's like, I have kids, but we could have a forever future together and they could just be completely separate. I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with this person? I'm leery of someone who is willing to dedicate a part of their life to someone and exclude their children from it. And then, of course, he reneged on that at some point because he started working them in, right? Now, all of a sudden, he's just forcing them on OP here. But OP was delusional for thinking that this would ever be a clean separation in the first place. It does not work like that. And OP should have known better and should have been leery of him in the first place because someone who's willing to do that, there's something not right there. Candy Thunder actually left us a note here and said, you're the asshole because you don't want kids and you are dating a person with kids. If you want to be child free, then be child free. Your boyfriend is the asshole because he is dating a person who doesn't want kids and he has kids. You two are not compatible. Something has to change for the kids sake. The biggest everyone sucks here we have ever seen. Look at that. We agree. I don't read these ahead of time, so I didn't even know what her opinion was going to be whenever I gave mine. We are in agreement here that we have a big old ESH scenario. It's an everyone sucks here. You are both delusional going into this thinking that this could work. Somebody with kids jumping into a relationship with someone who doesn't want kids. Asshole move from a parental standpoint. That's choosing to just exclude your children. Asshole. And in my opinion, an ask on one offense for dad here. Now for OP, she was delusional. I don't think she was evil, but she was delusional, thinking that this could work. So where where would we put her for this? Ask on four is you could have done it differently. Three is you should have done it differently. Two is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And one is you're a terrible human. I actually think that OP is in ask on two territory here. Potentially a one, but I think this is a, you definitely shouldn't have done this because she should have seen that this would never work. This would never, ever, 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 ever work. If she was the aggressor here, if she was the salesperson here, if she was the one trying to convince him that this relationship could work, even though he has kids, she'd be a one. But she allowed herself to be sold on this utopian world where someone who has kids, she can be in a relationship with and never have any kind of interaction with those children. She allowed herself to buy into that. I definitely shouldn't have done that. They must have had some really good sex, and they were just willing to gamble. Hey gang, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for taking my daughters to Disneyland? 
I kind of already think I'm not, but my family is convincing me I am. I, 28 female, went on vacation with my daughter, 5 female, and my husband, 29 male, as a last vacation before we're a family of four. I'm 7 months pregnant and we wanted to spend our time with our daughter before her brother was born. When I was around 13, my mom, dad, and my little brother went on a Disneyland vacation. It was fun and all, until my dad left his phone in the hotel and they wouldn't give us it back. He had to get a new one and my mom and dad were so upset that they never went back. I thought this was irrational since it was my mom's favorite place. We went at least once a year growing up. After that whole ordeal, my mom hated it. So when me and my husband wanted to go on a vacation before baby arrives, we decided to go to Disneyland for around three days. My daughter loves princesses and the idea of magic, so when we told her, she was overjoyed. I told my mom when we were at lunch together that we were going on a trip. When I told her it was Disneyland, she was enraged. I was extremely confused because I honestly thought she had forgotten about it. She called me a backstabber and just really rude words. She stormed out of the restaurant and I paid and left a few minutes later. A few hours later, my dad called me and screamed at me that this family doesn't go to Disney. If you weren't such a spoiled little bitch, you'd understand that. I was shocked. It was my money I was spending and I thought everyone was over it. My mom texted me a long paragraph about how she would go no contact and wouldn't be my mother anymore if I still went. The trip was fully paid for, so I responded, uh, okay, I guess you only have a son now, and blocked her. I've gotten at least 60 phone calls from family and a few texts telling me I'm wrong. We still went and got back yesterday. We all had a blast and my daughter rode her first big girl coaster. She loved every minute of it, so in my opinion, it was all worth it. So... Am I the astronaut? We have a couple of updates, but let's talk first because I am sincerely confused. Most of all about this. So you go to a hotel anywhere, right? Leave something behind. Whether or not you get it back was probably a decision made by one person within that organization, right? One person within that hotel. Definitely not the CEO, not somebody in the C-suite. Not somebody in exec management. It was one person that was like, yeah, no. Or somebody took it, whatever. One person within that entire organization made a decision that has affected their entire family's lives to boycott one of the biggest companies in the world, to steal from their children something that had been a part of their lives every year, to take the actions of one person and to let it be that impactful is wild. Unless it's Kadarius Tony who can't catch a ball to save his life. Sorry, I'm getting chiefs distracted. That's weird to me to have that amount of pure hatred and to have an entire family bought into it and to have this stamp that's like for life because of this one thing that happened never again. Now, there have been some experiences that we We've had that are so bad that I'm like, yeah, we're never giving that company our business again because this is just garbage. But it's never been because of one person's poor decision. Maybe there are some updates here that make sense. Yeah, it's phone. Couldn't get his phone back, so they had to buy a new one. And from that moment on, it was Disney's the devil. This is Waterboy, or Mama says Foosball's the devil. But there was a deeper meaning for her. Maybe there's a deeper meaning here. Let's dive into the edits. Edit one. Whoa, posted this around two hours ago, and I've gotten a lot of comments. First off, thank you for all of the NTAs. I was kind kind of scared that I was going to get attacked. I think once I get home, I'm going to unblock my mom and ask if we can meet up. We haven't spoken since all of this happened. Hoping we can meet up for lunch and we can talk. Time out. Getting all the NTAs is what triggered this. So does she want to meet up with her mom just to show her that the internet thinks that she's not the asshole? Game on. Also, I've been seeing a lot of comments where people think something way bigger happened. I can't remember anything else happening, although I am going to ask if and when we talk. I'll keep you all posted once I get off work and get home. I will talk to my mom. I've seen a lot of people wanting an update, so I'll try to get one to you all soon. Edit 
two. Holy shit, lol, I truly didn't expect this to go viral. I'm getting ready for work and just wow. So last night I unblocked my mom, messaged her, and basically said, I want to talk. I know that our last fight was really messy, but I want to meet up for lunch and talk. And she responded. She said yes, and we're meeting up today. My dad is also coming because I want an apology from him for what he called me. I seriously doubt they know that that's what this meetup is for. I truly can't even process the phone call that happened. I want to get answers as fast as possible because I've seen so many comments saying that this wasn't over a phone. I have a really bad memory and and this was 15 years ago, but I remember most of it because that whole situation was very messy. I will definitely be updating you guys after the lunch. I've also seen people saying my parents might not like Disney because they are more liberal. I don't think that's the reason, though. I think it would probably be at this point if they were really conservative that they didn't like Disney, but it could be political motivation. You could be right. 15 years ago, though, was very different as well. That's true. I'll ask that when we meet up, but I don't see it as a real reason. I've also seen people saying it's very unreasonable to go no contact or very limited contact because because of this, which I agree with. I think she was just saying that to scare me, which is still very gross, but we still went and she messaged me back, so I guess we'll just see. My husband also might come with me because I don't know how my parents will react when I ask them my questions. They know we still went, so I'm not too scared, but I can't be sure. I'll update on how the lunch goes soon. Okay, there is a final update after this, but I think taking the hubby is a really good idea because this could get messy super quick, super quick. Well, here it is, your final update. Around 1 p.m. yesterday, we went out to lunch. My husband didn't come because he had an important meeting at his work. Damn. I wasn't that scared anyway because we were going to a pretty popular restaurant. I don't think that matters. It wasn't like I would be alone with them. We got there and sat down. I started talking to my mom and dad and started asking my questions. It was mostly just, why would you get so mad? And it's my money and I wanted to make my daughter have a fun vacation with her parents before she has a brother. And I was met with them gaslighting me and thinking because they don't love Disney, I can't go. I was on the verge of tears and leaving. So I asked my final question that I really wanted an answer to. This can't be over an effing phone. There has to be something going on to make you blow up like this. They finally told me what really happened. My dad did actually leave his phone. When housekeeping went to clean the room for the next family to arrive, the woman who was cleaning took the phone to Lost and Found. She saw my mom's contact on my dad's smartphone and called her and we went to pick it back up. But the woman also saw another contact that said, baby. Oh, shit. My dad was cheating for a good year to a year and a half. She told my mom and my mom blamed that woman for ruining their marriage by telling her. What? No way. That's why they hated Disney because it ruined their marriage. I walked out after that. I didn't pay either. I don't think I'm going to talk to them after this because they betrayed my trust and never apologized either for what they've called me a few days ago. I don't know why we never got the phone back. Probably we'll never know. But here is the official ending of this crazy ass story. I knew there was something else going on. I didn't know it was this. That's a twist. But also, what kind of cowardly lion blames Walt Disney over getting exposed that he was cheating. What kind of shit man? It was like, yeah, it's Disney's fault. It's Disney's fault that I forgot my phone and that is what ended up getting me exposed for cheating. <laughs> That's laughable, sir. This story should be a riot at Disney. They should just add it on to the, uh, it's a small world after all. Okay, dad, yes, cowardly bullshit, like, screw you, for punishing your family and making Disney off limits for this, like, screw you double, that's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire freaking life, but mom, to buy into it and be like, yeah, I blame them too.
LP, I don't know if you know this, but your parents are batshit crazy. I wouldn't let their policies affect anything in your life because their policies are using backward friggin' logic and avoidance. She blamed the housekeeper. No, this is the best part. They blamed the entire fucking Disney. Just Disney. This family doesn't go to Disney because I cheated and that's where I got exposed. Okay. All right, dad. Yeah, he can only follow that up with, I think it was that little mermaid movie. That's what convinced me to cheat in the first place. Disney again. We all got demons. Mine's got two big ears. <laughs> oh boy. Let's go to Disney and get busted for cheating. This family doesn't go to Disney. This family cheats and blames other people. <laughs> Now, every time we go to Disney, I'm going to be like, hey, as soon as we get in, into the room, you better check for phones. See who left their phone behind because somebody cheated and we got to alert the missus. But she's probably going to blame us. Just be prepared. And I'm a Missourian. So, of course, I'm like, yeah, he probably won't go to, to Branson. He won't go to Silver Dollar City either because he probably got exposed for something there, too. And he's like, no, oh, damn. This family don't go to Silver Dollar City neither. We don't do that. Mm-mm. You just have to dream about that succotash for the rest of your life, which is bonkers good, by the way. If you ever go to Silver Dollar City, hang a ride. As soon as you get in, go down to the succotash stand. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dreams are curious things. They have the power to inspire, to manipulate, and to kill. Said in 1910 Germany, Adolf is a piano builder who hasn't spoken since he was a boy. His dreams compel him to build a mystical piano that will help him speak again. His mother appears in his dreams to guide him, but there's a cost on this journey. Meanwhile, the piano is unlike any that Mr. Becker, factory manager at Steinberg Pianos, has ever seen. He believes that it will change the entire piano industry. And while it may be the key to everything that both Mr. Becker and Adolf want, it's also an unwitting weapon of darkness. Will Adolf find a way to derail the dark plans that have been set in motion? Find out by reading the book Piano Man by Dusty Thunder. Available on Amazon in paperback, hardcover, and soon as an audiobook on Audible. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is, am I the asknot for refusing to let my husband's family see my children after they demanded paternity tests? I'm going to go and say it right now. Nope. NTA. We'll see if it sticks for the rest of the story, but just based on the title, NTA. I just gave birth to my baby and I've refused that my husband's family see her. At my work, I'm very close to my colleague who is a married man. We have been friends for a while. Another colleague of ours was in love with him or something, but he's married, so she didn't like the rejection. She made some accusations about him to see what would stick. One of them is that I was having an affair with him. It became very big. I was pregnant at the time, and my husband never really believed the rumors because we love each other. His family doesn't love me, however. They demanded testing my baby, and I refused, but my husband sided with them at the time because... He is conflict avoidant. 
Oh, no. Here's the thing about taking sides in conflict avoidance. It's not conflict avoidance. Now, they want to play family. I refuse. They're not a part of my family. They never liked me and couldn't even hold their excitement about the rumors, even if it meant the heartbreak of their beloved son and the disillusion of his marriage. Well, they get red flags for that. They're calling me an asshole and saying they have rights to my baby. Edit, a test was taken while I was pregnant. Mother-in-law insisted that she didn't even wait for the bastard to be born. Ah. <laughs> uh... You're a bastard, Jon Snow. You'll go work the wall like all the rest. My colleague was cleared when the accusations were very serious and the police got involved and the idiot female colleague was dumb enough to have texted her best friend about her plans. She no longer works with us. Dude, the fact that this story got so big that her husband's family heard about it independently is wild. The police got involved. OP, you may need to be suing this former employee for slander because she's she's caused you some actual pain and suffering here nobody ever apologized to me top comment on this was actually another small story of this happening to another person candy thunder says it's craziness so she's including it here as well because it adds context to how to handle the situation oh this will be juicy top comment so my mom had the exact situation when she was pregnant with me my dad was military and was shipped out after he left my mom found out she was pregnant with me my grandmother was convinced i was a child of an affair had all these same demands my dad didn't believe it but humored his mother because he is also conflict avoidant when it came to his mom but that's not conflict of my grandfather weirdly enough didn't give a shit surprise surprise i'm my father's son but my grandmother was an absolute dick to me all growing up whenever no one was looking she made sure to try and convince me that i'm a bastard and terrible like my mother etc when I got married, she wore white to my wedding to cause drama even. She genuinely hated me my whole life because I embarrassed her because she told everyone my mom had an affair and it turned out to not be true. Oh, so she got exposed. That's why she hates you. The fact that she kept this shit up the whole time? Wow. She got some real Catelyn Stark going on there. NTA, and I wouldn't trust them to treat your baby well when people aren't watching. That's a damn solid point. That's a really solid point. At least Catelyn Stark realized how terrible she had been. And she didn't know the truth of the situation either, obviously. But, but she realized how terrible she had been and I think ended up apologizing for it. It's been a while. But this is horse shit. And for the commenter here, even after she knew that he wasn't a bastard and that she was wrong, it's just the fact that she got exposed made her keep this up for the rest of her freaking life. It's insane. For the original story up here, the question is, am I the astronaut for refusing to let my husband's family see my children after they demanded paternity test? Here's the interesting part. She says in the title here, my husband's family, not just mother-in-law. It is family then. It is all of them. It's not one specific person. It is the whole effing family there. And I think this top commenter really paints the picture for you. Yeah. If they are convinced that you have a bastard child here, 2023, that's a bullshit thing. There's a very high likelihood that they're going to treat that child poorly. So why, why do they want to be close now? And also, shame on both of these sons slash husbands for playing into this bullshit. I understand wanting to be conflict avoidant when it comes to your mother, but once you start a family of your own, your allegiance lies there. And if it ever turns into mom versus wife, 
personally, I feel like your allegiance is to wife, unless there is damning evidence to the contrary. And even then, benefit of the doubt and loyalty goes to wife. That is the family that you created. So the fact that they let this happen at all added fuel to the fire. If both of these guys had planted a flag and said, hell no, you're off your rocker and you will never be a part of this family again if you keep this shit up, it would have died out. But they let it happen. I did say NTA. I'm sticking with NTA. There's too many risks involved and they need to make some serious apologies and prove themselves. They're going to have to earn their way back into your life to be a part of your child's life. And they have to understand that they're going to be monitored closely because of the shit that they did. It's very sus. And you don't have to. You don't have to let them be a part of that child's life or your life at all. And your husband has to back you up firmly. That's the thing that's going to make all of this work. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for yelling at my pregnant sister-in-law and telling my husband to choose me or her? Also, trigger warning. This involves pregnancy loss. This is a hard story to hear and it's going to enrage you. Please be prepared. See, I know the title sounds wrong, but please hear me out. I'm currently typing this all up while my husband's entire family is sitting downstairs. So I, 29 female, have been married to my husband for eight years. About two months ago, I had my third miscarriage. 31 weeks, almost full term. Damn. I won't be talking about it because it makes me feel so depressed, but you'll need to remember this. About four months ago, my sister-in-law, 20, came crying at our doorstep telling us that she was pregnant and her boyfriend didn't want anything to do with the pregnancy and had nowhere to go. My husband and I openly took her in and welcomed her into our home with open arms. For the first few weeks, it was really hard for her, understandably. I sat with her for hours, holding her when she cried, binging our favorite TV shows, and eating so much ice cream we literally fell into a coma. It was really bonding for us, so I thought. Here's where it starts going downhill. I take pride in my neat, clean home. My sister-in-law, on the other hand, did not. She would leave her clothes all around the house, leave her dirty dishes wherever, and even went as far as leaving her personal toys on our living room table. She left her dildo out in the living room? That's not cool. That's a part that's a party foul. That's for sure a party foul. I tried to talk to her directly before I talked to my husband, but she immediately started crying and told me she would try to be cleaner. I hugged her and told her it was okay, but this was a clear boundary for me. She told me it would not happen again. But it only got worse. Oh my God, it got worse. She told me I was expected to do her laundry and dishes and clean her room daily because she's the pregnant one. Well, I do understand how hard it is being pregnant. I just couldn't feel like a maid in my own home. Disclaimer, I bought this house, not my husband. It was all me. Not to mention the recent loss of my child. So I told my husband, but what he told me shocked me. His exact words were, honey, she's going through a lot right now. We really should be helping her out. Plus, it might make you feel better to take care of someone who's pregnant. Okay, Um, first this. And then this, and then this. Boy, you done just fudged up. I was pissed to say the least. Make me feel better? She's going through a lot. We need to help her. Letting her stay with us isn't enough. While I don't want to invalidate her pain, my husband and I were also going through our own problems. Anyway, we moved on and I did my best to maintain work and the household chores. 
timeout. Moved on means that you accepted this? You decided to become her Cinderella? What? No, no. No, 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 no. My husband works 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so he isn't around much to help. I work full-time from home, so it's been super stressful. When I even try to ask for help from my sister-in-law, she always makes an excuse, even if she's just watching TV. The one thing that pushed me over the edge was I went out to buy the one food I have actually enjoyed eating after a miscarriage. I wrote my name on it directly and asked my sister-in-law to not eat it. Well, I went to go to my fridge to get it, and you'll never guess, she freaking ate it. Yep, I get that too. Now you may think it's just food. I buy all of the groceries and basically pay all of the bills. I don't mind people having some of my food, but the one thing I ask to not be touched gets touched. I told my husband and of course he rubbed it in my face saying that she's pregnant. I need to be less selfish and life is about sacrifices. I was so upset I told him I felt like he and her were the nightmare roommates people talk about on Reddit. He didn't take that well. Which leads us to my title. My sister-in-law planned a random baby shower party thing at my house. I personally didn't know if I could even be home when this was happening. I felt so hurt that she wouldn't talk to me knowing everything that had happened and that she would just invite random strangers into another person's home before asking. My husband urged me to go, told him it would permanently affect mine and her relationship, so I told him I'd go. Don't understand that line, but that's okay. We'll push forward. About halfway through the party, my husband and sister-in-law announced that they wanted to show the nursery to everyone. I was confused. Nursery? Is she staying that long? What room did she turn into a nursery in my home? They told everyone to head upstairs, and that's when it hit me. They were talking about my nursery for my baby that I had just lost. Oh, okay. Triggered! The balls on both these mofos just got gigantic and what in the actual is he thinking he's going scorched earth it's not even his effing house she bought it sounds like before they were ever married premarital property here i'm trying to remember that he lost a child too here and maybe this is him trying to work through his own shit but not communicating any of this with her is Immediate, ask on one, brozo, dumbass, evil. A wave of emotions hit me when I saw everyone in my baby's nursery telling her what a good job they did setting it up. My setup for my baby that my body failed to give me. I just lost it. I started sobbing and then that sadness turned into pure rage. I started yelling at my sister-in-law, telling her she's the foulest human for putting me through everything that she had for the last few months, making me feel like I was a maid or an object of her convenience. Through choked up tears, I turned to my husband whose jaw was on the floor. I turned my head to see his entire family staring at me and I lost it again. Yelling, I looked at my sister-in-law telling her how dare she use my nursery for my baby. How dare she think she has that right. What she told me made me fall to my knees sobbing. It's not my fault you couldn't produce a child. Why let this go? Go to waste. You're so selfish. Red flags don't do this justice. My husband tried to pick me up off the floor, but I yelled again. Standing to my knees, which were now shaking, I told him, pick. A dumbfounded look on his face. I yelled again, pick me or her. He couldn't even muster up anything to say. I just looked at him, pure betrayal. I pushed past the crowd of family and run straight up here to type this out. Even if no one sees this, at least it's helped me to let these emotions out. Now's the point where I ask, am I the asshole? My sadness for her overshadows my anger, which is fierce. This has only happened one other time reading a story, by the way. The fact that there are people in her life with proximity to do this kind of damage is sickening. The fact that her husband of eight years 
never saw a problem with any of this. Never, never thought that talking about this ahead of time might be a good idea. Never thought about her feelings a single f***ing time. Says all that needs to be said here. The whole man, the whole sister-in-law, the whole family has to go now. Sell the house, move away, start over. Because someone who, who is capable of doing this to you does not love you. Not just doesn't love you, but doesn't care about you as a human. The most basic level of care does not care about your pain, does not care to put you through even more excruciating pain. This person does not get to be in your life. They don't get to enjoy the proximity that comes with being in a relationship because they abused it. Not just once, several times. And in the most disgusting way. Update. Sorry for any typos or misspelt words. I'm not quite sure if this is the proper way to do an update, but hopefully everyone can see it. First, I just want to address a few comments. You can skip this part if you don't care. I know I had a stillborn. The only reason I say miscarriage is because that is what my obstetrician told me was happening. Second off, some people have been saying this story is fake because of the way I described the argument. Falling on my knees, pure betrayal, yes, I figured I spelt it wrong. I can ensure you it's not. I cannot make anyone believe me, but this is my life, so you can either think it's fake or not. Here's the update everyone's been asking for. Buckle up. It's a long one. After posting my story on Reddit, I sat on my bed, wiping my tears and telling myself I will not take this disrespect. I walked downstairs, shutting my nursery door on the way. I was greeted with everyone comforting my sister-in-law. I kindly asked everyone besides my sister-in-law and husband to respectfully get the f*** out of my house. After all of the dirty looks and shaming, it was just my husband, sister-in-law, and myself. They sat themselves on the couch, not saying anything. I sat with them. The silence felt like forever. None of us had anything to say. I knew I'd have to start the conversation. I looked at my husband and said, did you decide? He looked at me just staring. I asked again in a firm tone this time. He ended up mumbling some sort of insult and I couldn't really make out what he said. Something with bitchy. I stood up and told them both to get out. Then they wanted to talk, telling me that this is all a misunderstanding. They're sorry, blah, blah, blah. I grabbed a backpack from my shoe closet and told them to pack their shit. My sister-in-law told me I couldn't just make her leave and I was a horrible person. I laughed in her face and told her this is my house and I can do whatever I want. My husband stood next to me and told her it was only for a little while. I turned to him and said, oh, you too, get out. He got all mad and told me we were a married couple and that this isn't how marriage works. Awfully hypocritical of him, isn't it? I told him, no, it's not. Marriage is where two people support each other and not treat their wife like shit. They both ended up leaving after many insults towards me. Oh, but wait, it's not over. This morning, I was getting ready for a Zoom meeting with a few co-workers when my husband showed up. I let him in, telling him to get whatever he needed and to go because I had to work. He started apologizing, telling me he wants to make it right. I told him I just need time away from him. Then he threw in my face, well, it's not my fault. You lost our children. Maybe this would have never happened. My sister was right. You are selfish. Dude, <clears throat> I would like to meet this man, and I would like to have a conversation with him. I have never, ever made my husband feel like he cannot grieve with me over this. Never made him feel less than because of his pain. I turned around and slapped him in the face. I never condone violence, and I'm very upset I would ever do that to another human, but I just couldn't deal with this. He took a step back and then threw all of my makeup on the floor, which I get, but then he started breaking all of my decor in my bathroom. I yelled at him to stop and that I was sorry, but he just kept going, even going as far as punching a hole in my bathroom wall. It was like I was seeing all of his bottled up emotions from our children's death come out, but he went too far when he tried to grab me, yelling in my face. I kicked him off and told him to get the f*** out. He walked out of the bathroom and I watched him break a few more 
more items as he left. The second he left, I had a panic attack, looking at the mess he made, to even just seeing how much he hid his pain. I called my mother and told her everything that has been happening. I don't talk to my family much due to some past trauma with them. She told me she was on her way. The second she got there, I just broke down and she held me. Then she stood up and started taking pictures of everything he broke. I asked her what she was doing and she turned to me and said, we're suing this POS. I honestly didn't even argue. I was so hurt by everything my husband did to me. My mom packed up my computer and I grabbed a few outfits. My mom and I drove to a hotel and she insisted on staying with me. While I finished up work, my mom called a locksmith and my attorney. I will be divorcing him as well. So there it is. The update everyone has been waiting for. I feel guilty for just giving up on my husband and eight years of our marriage, but it's time for a divorce. I can't live like this and neither can my husband. I wish I could say we moved on, forgave each other, and that I got to see my sister-in-law have her baby, but that's not reality. If anything else happens, I will let you all know. Thank you guys for the support and the help with this situation. Exactly what needed to happen. She needs to get away. And either, yes, locksmith, that's great, but I have a feeling he's not going to just go away. You may end up having to have a protection order. You may end up needing to move. And yeah, he dealt with his trauma in a very different way by projecting positivity onto his sister-in-law, which was misplaced and misguided, and then just let it all blow up. But it's not his how. So there's probably some criminal charges involved here too for him just destroying property. He's probably gotten himself into a heap of shit here. Everybody needs therapy here. Everybody. Everybody in the story needs therapy. I don't know what kind of past trauma there is involved with mom, OP's mom, but tagging her in in the way that she stepped up and showed up. Thank God she had that person, at least that one person in her life that she could collapse for. Because prior to this, she was holding her shit together just because she had no one. She had no one to hold her up. Her husband wasn't there for her at all. She was on her own. And having to try to hold your shit together when you're on your own is a dark, dark place. So to have mom step in, regardless of whatever past bullshit is involved there, to be there for her, that's huge. Ask on one doesn't begin to, to describe sister-in-law and husband in this story and his entire family or whoever was there for this freaking party that showed up and knew the circumstances. It's disgusting. Again, my sorrow for OP overshadows my anger and my anger is substantial. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is actually from Mother-in-Laws from Hell. And that's right, Reddit calls it Mother-in-Laws, not Mothers-in-Laws. So don't be mad at me, I didn't decide that. That was, that was whoever created the subreddit here. Title of this one is Mothers-in-Law from Hell Finally Won My Cold War with Family-in-Law. Hey Reddit, this is a new account since my old one has said father-in-law in it. I wanted to tell you about my monsters-in-law and how I finally won this last Christmas. There will be a bit of my own backstory since it's relevant. So I am originally from Morocco and growing up my dad walked out on us and my mom had to raise me all on her own. She died when I was 11 and I had to live with my dad and his family. Let me tell you, whatever you usually experience with your mother-in-laws, I did with my stepmom. So by the time I was 18, I had enough experience to know how to deal with them. At 18, I got a full ride and then some to Penn State. Graduated at 23 and started working straight away. Then I met my husband. He comes from a very conservative family from Georgia. And while they say they are not racist, they 100% are. We were talking about this the other day. It's like, if you have to start something off by saying, I'm not racist. If you have to say that, you probably are. I knew I was in for a long Cold War, but I was prepared to handle it. 
He invited me to their house for Thanksgiving to introduce me to his parents, made sure to tell his mom I don't eat anything that has either pork or alcohol in it, and then when I suggested bringing something, he said that his mom would accommodate me. Time out. We've had a story before where a plus one or somebody's spouse, somebody's girlfriend, whatever, had a special request for a Thanksgiving meal, but did not offer to bring their own stuff. She did remember that. I had a feeling she wouldn't, so I ate the same way I do before a fast. Their welcome was lukewarm. The whole night was spent with them making ignorant and racist passive-aggressive comments about me. They had invited his ex and kept heaping compliments on her. Oh, and every single dish had either bacon or wine in it. The effing turkey was wrapped in bacon. The mac and cheese had bacon bits. The mashed potatoes had lard, etc. I said that I was okay, and his mom gave me just water, because apparently they were out of non-alcoholic beverages. Okay. Wow. Oh, so they had a family meeting ahead of time and they're like, we're going to get rid of this bitch. Watch this. They were pissed because I spent the whole time joking, complimenting them and the ex never complained about the food. Their first plan was a bust. Hell yeah. Then when it was time for Christmas, I was not invited. It was family only holiday, you know. The ex was invited though. I just sent presents with my then boyfriend and had a wonderful staycation. Fast forward to about a year and they are still throwing the ex at him, not inviting me to family only parties and get togethers when we announced our engagement. His mom was pissed and so was his sister. His dad just didn't care by then. We decided on a wedding that would combine both of our traditions and since they never bothered to learn about mine, they thought wearing white to my wedding would hurt me. The day of when they came in white, X included, and I just gushed about their dresses, you could see their hopes crashing. Then I started changing dresses and wearing every color on the rainbow in my traditional caftans. I had this pic with his mom with the most sour face that I just cherish. There were some minor events over the years. I never complained to my husband and didn't let him get involved, and his mom was getting pretty desperate. Then, the coup de grace was this Christmas. She suggested I host, and I agreed. I knew for a fact that she thought I wouldn't be able to handle it. Also, she thought I wouldn't know how to cook a traditional Christmas dinner since whenever we invite them and I am the one doing the cooking, I make traditional Moroccan dishes. Well, I made a whole spread. A turkey, glazed ham, mac and cheese, fluffy mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, Brussels sprouts, roasted carrots and potatoes, homemade bread and cornbread pies for dessert. I also had cookies and cakes and everything. She broke down crying, accusing me of getting catering. Then when my husband tried to calm she just went off, screaming and pushing the food off the table, breaking a good portion of our good china. And because her daughter and her husband didn't do anything, my husband just threw them out and went no contact. I guess she wasn't ready for a woman whose entire culture made the whole struggle into part of the culture. Dang! Candy Thunder left us a comment here and says, okay, this woman is amazing. I would read whatever book she writes about her life. She played chess instead of checkers. Hell yes. They got reverse uno like every time, every time. It's fantastic. Took him long enough to kick him out and go no contact with him. But can you imagine so many stories that we go through? We're like, yeah, hubby should have stood up sooner and said bullshit and held the line. And yeah, he should have. But OP never needed him to. Not for one damn second did she need him to do anything. She's like, I got this. I got got this. And for everything that they did to just not work and have no effect, that is the best defense out there. And again, the best offense is a good defense, right? She just had this this shield up that just bounced everything straight back to them. And it was more impactful on them than they planned on being to her. It was so perfect. This is fantastic. And I agree with Candy Thunder here. I'd read the book. I'd read her book. I want that. I want that power, right? The fact that she was just prepared for this. And remember, she calls this the Cold War. Yeah. She was clandestine this entire way and just 
nothing got to her. And they were trying everything, being blatant, wearing white to their wedding, just like showing up like, oh, this is going to work. Watch this. No effect because they didn't know what they were walking into. And she has a picture of mother-in-law with a sour face that she cherishes now. It's just great. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Love it. Would love to have seen some, some video of that wedding or the photos. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is a petty revenge. We love petty revenge stories. Title of this story is My High School Librarian Was a Little Tyrant to can play that game. This was over 15 years ago, but this experience still makes me smile a little when I'm feeling immature. I went to a high school with about 300 students in a small farming town. Most of the teachers were at least decent, and overall the high school was an okay-ish experience, but the person that irritated me and other students the most was the librarian, Mrs. Schumer. Mrs. Schumer would go out of her way to enforce what felt like arbitrary rules regarding computer use in the library. For example, I'd be using the computer for 15 minutes and she'd sneak up behind me and get really close. Your 15 minutes are up and you need to get off right now. I'd be virtually alone in an area with 20 or so computers. Other students and I felt like she just did this kind of thing to feel powerful and jerk us around, as I was far from the only victim of this type of thing. Mrs. Schumer was annoying and fairly constant. She was also arbitrary on who she did this to. The girl students were almost never bothered at all, it seemed. By my sophomore year, I figured out what mattered to Mrs. Schumer. We had a volleyball-sized decorative wooden duck in the library that had been painted red, white, and blue, American flag style. One day I walked by it and I was looking closely closely at it. Clearly, the duck was handcrafted by someone. Mrs. Schumer freaked out and flew through the library to get me away from it. This was the most passionate I've seen her, and now I know what mattered to her. Later that week, the duck vanished. I had placed it as a bookend in one of the less visited sections of the library. Early the next week, it reappeared where it belonged. Mrs. Schumer pulled me aside and told me that she didn't know who moved the duck, but she didn't want it to happen again. I feigned innocence, but she kept a close eye on me from then on. I had a new game. Many times when I was in the library and Mrs. Schumer wasn't, the duck would travel somewhere else. At first, I kept it near the library, behind rows of books, behind a computer in the nearby computer lab, that kind of thing. When she got better at finding the duck, I branched out to neglected corners of classrooms. It was in the Spanish class for about three weeks before making it back to its place. Mrs. Schumer was getting really paranoid. She would see me in the hallway and quickly bolt to the library when she was in possession of the duck. She never seemed to be at ease. It helped that my friends were in on the joke because she started tracking the disappearances to my library visits. On one memorable occasion, I was talking to Mrs. Schumer while my friend stole the duck. I noted innocently at the end of our conversation, looks like someone took the duck again. She seemed genuinely scared. I'm sure that she had checked it right when she saw me come in so she knew I didn't take it that time. During my junior year, I stole the duck for about four months so my best friend and I took random photos of it all tied up with a blindfold gag and chains. <laughs> We left the pictures in the spot where the duck was supposed to go. Mrs. Schumer still couldn't confirm it was me, but the pictures really got to her because she brought it up with me again. She was nearly in tears with frustration. I actually felt kind of bad for her. A week later, I snuck the duck back into its spot. By senior year, I was done with the duck, but Mrs. Schumer was also done messing with me. She scarcely ever talked to me again, even when I went over on the computer time. We had a truce. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is like frat rushing level of of mischief and i am here for it this is 
fantastic. This also kind of feels like the kind of thing that we do to my grandma at the white elephant Christmas parties. Like, you know, we bring gag gifts for that party and we would always find a way to like leave some of them behind in her house. There was a, if you guys remember the Wiggles kids show where they had a band, there was a Wiggles dance mat. So when you, when you touched it, it made noise, right? We hid that thing under her mattress and it took her way too long to figure out what was making noise every time she tried to go to bed. This is that level of mischief and I'm, I'm here for it. This is Henri. Innocently Henri causes no pain, but it's, it's awesome. I'm here for it. There were other things too. Someone might have brought like a uh, an assorted, like a festive condom assortment or something, and we might have hid that in her house too. <laughs> 